in the episode I recorded before this one, Sister Outsider by Audre Lord. I heard in the background <laughs> frogs um making noise. I live on a farm, farmish type of place. Um and we have squirrels and butterflies and fish ponds and poultries. There's nothing in them right now, but we have them, the structures. And a lot of things come around. We have many trees, coconut, palm tree. Please don't come and look for my house. Um, <laughs> but we have this thing. So um, it's a home for nature. Many things come to look for us. And I didn't close my window. So be patient with me. If you want to donate to my ministry, Sha, my ministry of reading and helping others um, read, pseudo read, <laughs> you can always come and donate to me. Find my find me on IG. We'll be very direct though. Don't just say hi. I will not answer you. And if you want to be my my benefactor, you can't just say hi to me. You lose me. Please be very intentional. <laughs> I will not reply hi. But if you say, ooh, I want to bless you, you know, things like that. Wow. <laughs> I'm really doing this. <laughs> um, I'll be able to get a place. I like to move out of my house, but I don't have the resources. But at least I'll get a mic. Now I've closed my window, so I think it's quite, it's quieter, right? You can't hear, um... I think rain is about to fall. Oh boy. <laughs> Please don't be heavy. Let it be heavy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, help. Help your girl. Okay, um. Vindication of a vindication of the rights of women by Mary Wollstonecraft. It's quite a legendary book really um father rain um it's a legendary book let me just read this part i'm beginning to lose my train of thoughts in the in the government of the physical world it's observable that a female in general is inferior to the male this is years back ladies and gentlemen so when she started to talk, because even I got tired of her whining. I'm really sorry, feminists out there that will listen to it. And no, Mary Wollstonecraft. She contributed a lot to the old feminist movement, especially in its early days. Um, but I've we have progressed so much. We have moved on so much from the ideas that she had in the book. Um, so I found them whiny I don't know I didn't get a lot from it yeah. it could also be partly because I was a bit distracted still was that part but let's still get into it in the government of the physical world it is observable that the female in general is inferior to the male the male pursues the fem- the male pursues the female yield yields baby yields right you you <laughs> what's going on um, the female pursue the male pursues oh, the, the male pursues the 
the female yields this is the law of nature and it does not appear to be suspended or abrogated in favor of woman this physical superiority cannot be denied and it's a no it's a noble prerogative but not com- but not content with this natural preeminence men endeavor to sink us still lower merely to render us alluring objects for a moment and women intoxicated by the adoration which men under the influence of their senses pay them do not seek to obtain a durable interest in their hearts or to become the friends of the fellow creatures who find amusement in their society so men find us amusing they find us alluring creatures and that's the only compliment they ever pay us so we don't bother to access the other resources that are inside of us we just live on what the men tell us about ourselves Cleverest. Ding, 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 ding. this was years ago you know in the 18th century when women just stayed at home and played the piano if they were wealthy or if they were poor or middle class they just took care of kids um and they didn't have rights they couldn't vote uh they, they couldn't own property um what else a lot of things were wrong well to them they probably felt it was right at that time nobody was squirreling until people started to raise their voices and complain and thankfully so because baby went to school thank you women um um, I really appreciate your struggle. Um, I used to think of it a lot then. How grateful I was. I don't think about it much now. It just, I just started thinking about it a lot more because I'm reading about feminism a lot this week. But I used to think about how grateful I am that people decided to fight for my rights. You know, for me, right here in the future, and people were fighting and saying, "We want rights." We want the distant to vote. Imagine, you know, Nigeria takes a lot from its colonizers. And what if they not now let us vote? What if they didn't generalize the voting thing like that? What if they said we couldn't go to school? Ay, Jesus Christ. Imagine me not going to school. <laughs> or imagine yourself not going to school as a woman. Wow. I don't want to. My life has turned out absolutely different from now from what i have now and i don't even care to imagine what the possibility is my own sex i hope will excuse me if i treat them like rational creatures instead of flattering their fascinate their fascinating graces and viewing them as if they were in a state of perpetual childhood unable to stand alone i earnestly wish to point out in what true dignity and human happiness consists i wish to persuade women to endeavor to acquire strengths both of mind and body and to convince them that the soft phrases the susceptibility of heart the delicacy of sentiment sentiment and refinement of taste are almost synonymous with epithets of weakness and that those beings who are only the object of pity and that kind of love which has been tamed its sister will soon become objects of contempt contempt ah. dismissing then these pretty feminine phrases which men condescendingly use to soften our slavish dependence and despising that weak elegance of mind 
exquisite sensibility and sweet docility of manners supposed to be the sexual characteristics of the weaker sex i wish to show that elegance is inferior to virtue that elegance is inferior to virtue i suppose that the first object of laudable ambition is to to obtain a character as a human being regardless of the distinction of sex that secondary views should be brought to this simple touchstone so before you give yourself to fragility understand that you must develop a character and be to an extent independent independent of the thoughts that you are only for or you are only as men define you are a lot more than that a lot a lot more so you know at this point they were still trying to remind women it was women they were even trying to convince that you are more than what you are it's not now that you know people are trying to convince other groups of people that we have rights we have even moved past that to to a large extent we're not trying to convince each other that our differences actually um affect how people see us even though we're fighting in the same movement um the way people see you differs the way people see one woman differs from how they see her so the sexism or the level of um danger that women might be for just being women might be quite different for both of you women are therefore to be considered either as moral beings or so weak that they must be entirely subjected to the superior faculties of men let me examine this question Rousseau declares that a woman should never for a moment feel herself independent and she should be governed by fear to exercise her natural cunning and make a coquettish slave in order to render her a more alluring object of desire a sweeter companion to man whenever he chooses to relax himself that phrase i feel like punches somebody (laughs) whenever he chooses to to relax himself all right he carries the arguments which he pretends to draw from the indications of nature still further and insinuates that truth and fortitude the cornerstone of hope which factor about the snake in there truth and fortitude the cornerstones of all human virtue virtue should be cultivated with certain um restrictions because with respect to the female character obedience is the grand lesson which ought to be impressed with unrelenting vigor sounds like a wicked man like an unloved creature oh let's not say unloved i don't know him that well it sounds like he's, he's not loving it's not the type that gives love it sounds like the type that will be shocked when he falls in love with the woman. As if it's so beneath him. He never thought he would do it. So he's shocked. You're shocked? You're shocked. <laughs> Rubbish. Probably the prevailing opinion that women that woman was created for man may have taken his rise from Moses' poetical story. Yet, as very few, it is presumed who have bestowed any serious thought on the subject even suppose that eve was literally speaking one of adam's ribs the deduction must be allowed to fall to the ground or only be so far admitted as it proves that man from the remotest antiquity antiquity found his 
find it convenient to exert his strength to subjugate his companion. My dear. <laughs> to subjugate his companion and his invention to show that she ought to have her neck bent under the yoke because she's as well she's as well as the brute creation was created to do his pleasure. That's not even what happened. They gave you a friend. They gave you a companion so that you're not lonely. You're not treating your friend anyhow. Calf yourself. Let it not be concluded that I wish to invert the order of things. I have already granted that from the constitution of their bodies, men seem to be designed by providence by to, to attain a greater degree of virtue. Eh? Eh? To attain a greater degree of virtue. Okay, if you take out the time that women get pregnant and... I have to take care of babies and stuff. That makes sense. But designed to attain a greater degree. I speak collectively of the whole sex, but I see not the shadow of of a reason to conclude that their virtues should differ in respect to their nature. In fact, how can they if virtuous only one eternal standard? <sighs> Getting tired. Youth is the season for love in both sexes but in those days of thoughtless enjoyment providence should be made for the more important years of life when reflection takes place of takes takes place of sensation but Rousseau and most of the male writers who have followed the steps have warmly inculcated that the whole tendency of female education ought to be directed to one point to render them pleasing I don't want to hear that thing. I think we understand now why feminism started. You know, we didn't just want to be seen as one thing, especially as the one thing that men defined for us, you know, um, and used it as a way of claiming superiority when we had not had a fair fight or a fair bring your bring what you have and let us put it together and see who wins things like that but it's less it's not about winning you know it shouldn't be it shouldn't be because when it's about winning one person goes on feeling like trash and the other person feels superior um but it's nice that we define ourselves and we are able okay god defines us but we are also able to um do things that people never thought that we were able to do before and so um the the question is not if we are capable of all all things um doing things regardless of what people have thought through time and thinking the female brain is i don't even know what they're thinking um for different reasons and the different things that people have come up with to say that we are inferior or one thing or the other um so it's important that the movement started i'm very grateful of it but i think it loses its spiritual sense it's a political movement and people always try to remove spirituality and 
in political movement to be able to embrace everybody or get people on your side you tend to lean towards the logical side so that at least everybody will be able to see your point but i like the spiritual sides of things because it merges both of them it merges you being logical but it also merges the power where you have to let go of your logic and just do some things because that's what god wants so um besides the woman who strengthens her body and exercises her mind will by managing our family and practicing various virtues become the friend and not the humble dependent of our husband and if she deserves if she deserves his regard by possessing such substantial qualities she will not find it necessary to conceal her affection nor to pretend to an unnatural coldness of constitution to excite her husband's passions in fact we can revert to history where we shall find that the women who have distinguished themselves from being more the most beautiful not the most gentle of their sex i didn't read that well in fact if we revert to history we shall find that the women who have distinguished themselves have neither been the most beautiful nor the most gentle of their sex so the competition was always between who can be the most gentle and who is the most beautiful that's nice that's nice when other people's minds are busy exploring other things we are thinking about how we can be the prettiest or the most gentle Mm. even now i think that's spread into different things probably who can be the most argumentative who can have the most point of view who can be perceived as the smartest <laughs> um, who can be perceived as the most independent thinker what else what else there? yeah the most liberal um what else i don't know what's that if you know it's a subconscious thing i think or maybe not not entirely for some people but largely for other people it's just a desire they can't help it and in that way you forget about god and you don't surrender your will because you keep chasing i've been there <laughs> i've been there you know in 400 level largely i wanted to be a person wanted to be known for something i I just largely used to hang out with my friends but um that wasn't happening so much and everybody was so anxious so i said writing later on i threw all those write-ups away i don't think they were saying much people thought they were saying something but i don't think they were saying much they didn't acknowledge God much as source and sustainer. And most of my intellect, like most all of my intellect comes from him. The fact that I can even rationalize and think about stuff comes from him. And I don't want to think about stuff and just think about it until I think I have an answer. I don't it's not going to be a very firm foundation. I'll always be tweaking the idea you know 
tweaking, tweaking. And there's nothing wrong with creativity, but when it comes to God's words, you are not expected to be creative. That's why you are giving other things to be productive and be creative with. You know, not God's words. There's no creativity there. It's just the ancient paths have been set for you. Walk in them. There's no you can't manufacture your own way. When you start to do that, you are falling away from from God. In the present state of society, little learning is required to support the character of a gentleman, and boys are obliged to submit to a few years of discipline. But in the education of women, the cultivation of understanding is always subordinate to the acquirement of some corporal accomplishment, even while enervated by confinement and false notions of modesty. The body is prevented from attaining that grace and beauty which relaxed half-formed limbs never exhibit besides in youth their faculties are not brought forward for emulation and having no serious scientific study if they have natural sagacity it is turned too soon on life and manners they dwell on effects and modifications without tracing them back to causes and complicated rules to adjust behavior are a weak substitute for simple principles. You should just focus on the superficial. Yeah. I have to stop soon in about 10 minutes. Um, my alarm is going to ring and cut it off anyway. So let's end with dignity. Strengthen the female mind by enlarging it, and there will be an end to blind obedience. But as blind obedience is ever sought for by power, tyrants, sensualists, and sensualists are in the right when they endeavor to keep women in the dark, because the former only want slaves and the latter a plaything. The sensualists, indeed, has been the most dangerous of tyrants, and women have been duped by their lovers as princes by their ministers whilst dreaming when they reigned over them the sensualist only wants your body and he wants you as a plaything. don't think that's better than an actual tyrant when you start to talk about other things it will it will yawn but when it's time to have sex you'll be right there He'll be right there with you. And he'll call you sweet. But he won't listen to what you want to say. He won't listen to your advice. You go out and look for advice from other men. And then he will come back and tell you that he has made a decision. The exact thing you tell him to do is what's going to tell you that he decided on. <laughs> I know they are kind. As a philosopher, I read with indignation the plausible epithets which men use to soften their insults. And as a moralist, I ask what is meant by, by such heterogeneous associations as fair effects, amicable weaknesses. If there is but one criterion of morals, but one archetype for man, women appear to be suspended by destiny according to the vulgar tale of Maonet's coffin. They have, they have neither the unerring instinct of brutes, nor are allowed to, fi- to fix the eye of reason on the perfect model. They were made to be loved. 
and must not aim at respect lest they shall be hunted out of society as masculine i'm sorry uh, 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 uh. i wanted to read this one because she mentions god with respect to religion she never presumed to judge for herself but conformed as a dependent creature should to the ceremonies of the church which she was brought up in piously believing that wiser heads than her own have settled that business and not to doubt is a point of perfection she therefore pays her tithe of mint and cumin and thanks her god that she is not as other women are these are the blessed effects of a good education this the virtues of man's helpmate i must believe myself i must believe myself by drawing a different picture let's fancy now present a woman with a tolerable understanding for i do not wish to leave the line of mediocrity so i you get the general idea of the book it's about end pleasure is the business of a woman's life according to the present modification of society and where it continues to be so little can be expected from such weak beings inheriting in a linear descent from the first fair defects in nature sovereignty of beauty they have to maintain their power resigned their natural rights which the exercise of reason might have procured them and chosen rather to be short-lived queens that than labor to attain the sober pleasures that arise from equality so i'm worried about being pretty i lament that women are systematically degraded by receiving the trivial attentions which men think is manly to pay to the sex than in fact they are insultingly supporting their own superiority it is not condescension to bow to an inferior so um, nope. when do we hear of women who started out of obscurity boldly claim respect on account of their great abilities or daring virtues where are they to be found to be observed to be attended to to be taken notice of with sympathy complacency and appropriation are all the advantages which they seek true at where are all the advantages which they seek uh full stop true my male readers will probably exclaim but let them before they draw any conclusion recollect that this was not written originally as descriptive of women but of the rich in dr smart's theory of moral um sentiment i have found a general category of people of rank and fortune that in my opinion might with the greatest propriety be applied to the female sex i offer the sagacious reader to the whole comparison but must be allowed to quote a passage ladies and gentlemen um let me turn off my alarm so that it doesn't ring and interrupt the process. I want to explain something real quick. But that was the last uh that was the last quote from the book that I had. It's still quite long, but what I got from here or what this book book allowed me to think about was the idea of marriage. You know, like when you're out there, I think in 
the other books that I that I recorded like The Second Sex by Simone de Beauvoir and Men Explain Things to Me or Bad Feminists. I don't know which one I said that um I finally understand the Bible and I'm finally able to understand what it means, what submission means. Um and I understood more of it today. I was very proud of the fact that I, w- I was willing to give myself up to submit myself to a man, even though I didn't really know what that meant, just because Christ did it to God, like Christ submitted to God. And I mean, if Christ can do it, then I can do it. But I don't really know what submission means um, in terms of talking to a man or being with a man or marrying a man. So I finally got to do that submission part. It's the part where a man comes, he has a vision, just like God had a vision. The vision was to save all of mankind, you know, was to go and save mankind. And then Jesus said that, okay, I know, understand your plan. I know what your plan is. Let me be a part of your plan. Use me. Let me be a part of your plan, Father. I surrender myself to be a part of your plan. I know it's going to be hellish. Um, and I'm going to have to come down to this earth and be with these people, you know. But let me do it. Let me, it's going to be an honor being a part of your plan that is exactly how it is to be like when your man a man not a boy now we have to know the difference when a man comes and he has a plan like he has a plan for his family he has a vision for his life you as the lady knowing yourself because you have to know yourself as a woman you know yourself know the things that you can handle know the parts that are good for you be able to discern the type of man that these people are so when you have a proposal it is then your job to choose if this is a good place for you. let's see if you have five men and all of them are great men and all of them have their minds on jesus and all of them have great plans and visions for their lives and what they want their families to look like they have like really really great visions and they all propose to you it's quite rare to see men who are focused on jesus and have great plans for their life and are actually looking for wives they are not looking for cooks because a man can have everything settled in his life you know like financially spiritually everything but the room he has made in his life is for somebody that he just misses somebody that will cook for him that's not somebody looking for a wife or that's someone looking for a cook just just let me tell you that's the difference there's a difference looking for someone that will cook for him and wake him up in the morning that's 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 not like that's a cook that's a cook right there so if five men that are not looking for cooks or house or cleaners they're actually looking for companions they are looking for friends that will live with them and be with them and share the vision of the family if they're looking for people like that five of them quite rare i mean five of them ask is quite rare let me just tell you it's 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 quite rare to find people like this most people are boys most people are faking their manhood they're boys (laughs) and we're all growing yeah understandable um so don't look down on people but it is still your prerogative to be able to choose your man and choose and see if this lifestyle will fit you okay this man wants to be a governor he's going to be a governor he's already working at it he has plans he's already doing politics that means to be his wife you'll be a first lady ah you won't take manager can you live that life or you want to be the type that 
this man travels from place to place and he does all that social media content and he likes he would like to have a wife who wouldn't mind traveling around with him and then playing with love on the mountains in the valley in waterfall is that the type does he love jesus is that his calling where how does he want his family to be do you fall in that category what if he wants seven children and you can you know you know your body can only manage two it's not for you my love and he's not willing to you know negotiate and actually be sure that okay fine to keep you i will have just two kids so in that place submitting there is have meeting someone that has a plan that is wise don't just choose anybody jesus submitted to god he didn't submit to just any other person so <laughs> find somebody and submit to them and submit to their vision and then when you do he will, he will you know let you know of those plans you will agree to those plans this is like the dating phase where you're getting to know each other you will agree that okay this is something i can do let's work it out then you people in be in this bubble where you're in love so you are in love okay now you're in love huh the that old superiority thing that oh i am the head you are the tail part it, they, uh, um the only way that can work <laughs> where somebody doesn't go off feeling um unvalued is if because there's a lot of non-verbal communication, a lot of contact that are going into marriage. And if one person is feeling not valued, if you're not communicating verbally, non-verbally to your, to your spouse, your wife especially, that you love her, that you value the fact that she's the mother of your children, she, because she's in your life, she made your father, she made your husband, and you enjoy being with her, you enjoy being around her, find out attractive attractiveness is important my ladies and gentlemen don't just go and be marrying somebody that you think their head is bigger than the rest of their body that can happen but at least find them attractive a little bit so that your sex life will not be dry um also that you're excited by them at least uh so so communicate a whole lot you know she's she's your partner in this mission you know work with her on it don't just say i'm the leader i will not tell you anything <laughs> you will scam, you use your hand to destroy your own family so i think that's what the submission is like choosing right knowing your place yeah just choosing right and knowing your place like this is the place that will be good for me pray about it though because sometimes some things are not as you seem um pray about it figure it out you're not inferior it's just in history people just defined us based on our relation to man but we are so much more than that you know and we have been reminded already that we're so much more than that so teach your children you know that they're not just what is between their legs although don't dismiss what is between their legs okay don't dismiss it it is also quite important you know it gives them a good sense of space in the world they will know where they belong Okay, and teach them how to walk where they belong in confidence because when they are not confident where they belong that's where they start getting feelings of oh i wish i were a boy oh i wish i were a girl things like that make them walk confidently if they don't like their bodies like that help them i don't know how you're going to do it 
but tell them that it takes time sometimes i think all of us have gone through some stages where our bodies were changed as teenagers that's not the time to making rash decisions about you not being a boy teenagers suck for a lot of people they didn't suck for me but teenagers typically suck because you are going through okay yeah they did because i was always looking down my chest and it was just getting bigger and bigger and i hated it jesus one time i mistakenly i was wearing a cardigan and i mistakenly took off my shirt <laughs> along with my cardigan in class i was so lucky that the teacher didn't turn around it was my classmates that alerted me to the fact that I'm taking off my <laughs> like my shirt was coming off with my cardigan and it came off like off my neck but it was still on my arm i had not pulled it off my arm so i had to quickly wear the whole thing back the way it was and we're just breast. We were wearing petticoats though. So I wasn't naked. But I just hated having and my breasts just kept growing bigger and bigger. I can't hide. So I started bending. I bent a long for quite a long time. I think I only just adjusted my I only just adjusted my um my posture like maybe three years ago. I bent a lot. Was trying to hide my my growing breasts. It was just weird. So it's normal. To go, when you're going through changes and protect your kids though it's important love your wives love your husband prepare to compromise you know sometimes you get your life upended because <laughs> because you love somebody and you want to be with them um it's not slavery you know it's not slavery that's all i have to say that's not all i have to say but that's why i want to stop I'm quite tired. Um, love you. Bye.